Buon anno. Happy New Year, Inspirado. Much love from Man Behind the Machine. Good day, hello, my name is Quasar. It's a pleasure to meet you. I am everyone's favorite extraterrestrial. This is correct. I'm Quasar. Everybody's very intelligent. Extraterrestrial. Do not challenge me to a game of... Well, do not ch- challenge me to a game of, mole- of molecule ping pong. Because, boy, oh boy, I shall beat you in a jiffy. In a jiffy, Harry. I will beat you. I will beat you competitively. <laughs> competitively in a jiffy. So yeah, right, so yeah, it's just crazy that these these bodies just seem to be on loan, you know. And then at some point, it's like, mm-hmm. what is that determining factor where that point is where it just goes, okay, and now we're taking it back. Now you're now it's you know we're 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 pulling the hand out of the glove, so to speak. We're ta- yeah. taking the hand out of the puppet, so to speak. We're gonna turn off the Nintendo, you know, right now, uh, <laughs> or uh, put in a new cartridge, so to speak. So it's so interesting because t- today I was just reading about this new article. It's on. Uh, uh, the Atlantic, what people actually say before they die. Insights into the little studied realm of last words. And this woman, her her dad was dying. And I guess her dad was a, a professor and he used to use these Latin words and he was he would teach adults, you know, he was just a very linguistics, you know, just, mm-hmm. just very deep into those areas. And as he was, you know, deteriorating so to speak and all the way up until the point until he was laying in his deathbed and all the way up until he, he dies basically she was documenting sort of as a diary all the words that he was saying during those times where you know he, he, it was getting harder and harder for him to breathe getting harder and harder for him to move yeah. you know et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. so some of these interesting things Hold on, I want to read to you some of the really crazy, interesting things that I saw in here that were just... All right, let's see, let's see. I mean, it's it's incredible. Okay, so one time he said, I want to pull these down to earth somehow. I really don't know. No more earth binding. Wow. Like, how interesting is that? It's like he's talking to somebody. He's like, <laughs> I really want to pull, pull these down to earth somehow. It's like, he, he's, he's, you know, if we were to, like, match up what this guy was experiencing with all of this stuff that, like, I've been reading by Dolores, from Dolores Cannon with the past life regressions and the stuff that Bajar talks about and the stuff that, Ab- you know, um, uh, uh, Abraham talks about through Esther Hicks and just, you know, Alan Watts, all these different all these different folks, like, 
I want to pull these down to earth somehow. It's like it's like this person is vibrating between here and the next dimension kind yeah. of thing. I want to pull these down to earth somehow. You know, it's like, and then no more earth binding. It's like, I want to pull these down to earth somehow. What are these? Is it angels? Is it is it yeah. is it good vibes? Is it you know, um, you know? Because in all in all these instances with Dolores Cannon, she talks about how when the people die, when she takes them to the death experience under hypnosis, they all return to this source, this big bright beautiful source that's there and it's filled with love and happiness and joy and just laughing and just oh the most beautiful thing and then at some point that spark from that returns back to another you know there are agreements that are made mm -hmm. and then they, they we all make agreements to deposit ourselves into a specific kind of avatar so to speak which is what we're right now so what's so crazy is to see stuff like this i want to pull these down to earth somehow i really don't know no more earth binding Here's something else he says. I got to go down there. I have to go down. Wow. Like, I've got to go down there. I have to go down. Like, what is what is that? What is, you know, I'm just imagining, like, this person who's just in this multi-layered sort of grid, this sort of, like... Yeah. Oh, uh, and then it says here, he also repeat, repeated words and phrases, often ones that made no sense. The green dimension. The green dimension. Here's another one. Uh, uh, I've got to get off, get off, off of this life. Like, it's crazy. They quoted a 17-year-old dying of cancer, distraught because she couldn't find the map. If I could find the map, I could go home. Where's the map? I want to go home. Like, how crazy is that? I mean, if yeah. we, I would love to read this book to look at it through the perspectives of these various mm -hmm. spiritual teachings that I've learned throughout the years and, and look at it through that lens now that I have an understanding of those kinds of perspectives yeah. and go, and look at that and go, ah, these all Venn diagram here. These all match up. Some of these people were saying that, that like, some of their patients would say similar things when they were wow. dying. Remember Grandma? Remember when we went go, Grandma Clendenin we went out to visit her? And she goes, who's that little boy? Remember when she said that? We were there in the room. We were, or were you there? We were visiting her. And, and she was close. I thought, she, I thought she was going to die within those two days. But then she went on to live longer and actually live healthier. medications that were probably making her hallucinate. Well, what's crazy, too, what had entered my mind during that time was that Grandma actually was for the lack of a better term, actually semi-dying. She was, I had this feeling that she was like, like, like a glitch or something. Yeah. You know, like she was like, she had a foot into that, into those other dimensions, into the, into yeah. the sort of dying life. And, like when she said, who's that little boy? I thought that, either she saw dad as a, as, as yeah. a little kid, or, or Josh or me as a little kid. Yeah. Or... <coughs> she said that Grandma, <coughs> when she was, uh, Grandma Marion, when she was, you know, she was dying, would you say that? Did you, did you, did she, was she saying any kind of interesting things? Uh, I don't remember what she was saying. 
I think we were just, yeah, you know, just trying to bring up, like, good memories to her. And then, after that, it was just kind of like she just, like, fell asleep. And then she was just asleep for the rest of the time. And, uh, Mama and Ian keep giving her, like, morphine just to keep her comfortable. And then she's on oxygen. You know, just to keep her comfortable. And I thought it was nice, at least she was with, like, Mom and Leanne, it wasn't, like, some stranger, mm -hmm. you know, coming in to, like, take care of her, like, she was in the <coughs> where, you know, Leanne was, like, her second daughter, or third daughter, fourth daughter, another daughter to her, and... but it was just, like, I almost felt weird at times just sitting there, like, waiting for her to go, you know? It was like you didn't, and then you felt bad, like leaving the room, or you know, like you wanted to be in there in the room with her. But it was hard too, because you could see like in her face, and like everything was like changing, like day by day, because she wasn't eating anything. She wasn't, you know, she was just sleeping for days and days on end. I don't even know how many days it was. I mean, it was probably over a week. So it was sad to like see her deteriorate and not look like herself at all. I think that's why, like, when Uncle Arnie was, you know, got cancer the second time, Mom was out there taking care of him. Because I told her, I was like, do you want me to fly out? Like, should I, you know? And she said, no, no, because I don't think she wanted me to see him that way, you know? Because he probably didn't look anything like himself. But I feel like Mom's really strong in that way that she can handle you know, she's seen, like, a lot of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. working in hospitals and retirement homes. And she just seems to have quite a tolerance for yeah. that, that side of yeah. life. Yeah, like, it's still hard for her, but she's very compassionate and, like, knows what to do. And, you know, she'd tell me what to do to, like, help, you know, so Grandma's more comfortable. Like, i put lotion on her hands or, like, you know, fix her pillow. And her and Leanne would kind of position her different ways in bed so she wasn't just in the same position every day. Mm. But, so mom and I will talk about it, you know, talk about that every now and then. She's like, I was there for my, my grandma, you know, when she passed. And I think it's really, you know, really something special that you, you know, you were there with your grandma. Mm hmm And, like, you never really get closure, but I feel like in a way... Like, it's still hard for me to realize that, like, Grandma Clendenin is gone, you know? Because you have, like, like even Uncle Arnie, you know, and Aunt Nancy. I think it's harder, too, when you're living in a different state and you're thousands and thousands of miles away and you don't see that person every day. So it's mm -hmm. almost just like, oh, I just haven't seen them in a while because, you know. She wanted to be with Grandpa, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why sometimes I think about trying to get Mom out here or like closer to me, because I'm like, 
you know, people's moms are dying, like with Amani's, you know, Casey Pierce. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I don't even want to think about mom being gone, you know. Like, I don't know what, what I don't know what would happen. I'd go into like a deep depression, probably. But it would be nice to have her closer and just be able to spend more time with her. Sucks having like everybody so scattered, you know. Mm-hmm. I know Josh is happy where he is, but I wish like we were closer to him too. And the kids. These are some more <coughs> quick dying words. They oh, yeah. have no eyes. Whoa. Fire, fire! There's fire everywhere. The body is in the woods next to the oak tree. The next time you wash me, I will be dead. (gasps) Am I dead? I'm in hell. I see a bright light. Horses. No eyes. No, no, no. He's in all black, and he's got a top hat on, and his eyes are red. The spiders are eating Papa. Why is this happening to me? You look like an angel. Get home safe, little one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no! Bob, Bob, here I come. Oh, honey, I've missed you so much. It's about damn time you got here. I've been waiting. (laughs) Kill me. The old gray mare ain't what she used to be. Bill's here. Love, I've got to go. Don't tell me she's dead. Where is she? Something's going to happen. There are actual angels who keep coming into my room. I'm going to see you again, brother. Don't be sad. Are you going to bury me today? I have faced death many times before. The devil has been in my room all night, but don't worry, God is with you. Help, they're torturing me. I see the line, tell them, tell mom I'll be back. Why are they here? Tomorrow I'll be dead, and so will you. And that's it, that was on this page. It was just from all these different things that people had heard people say. It really does make you wonder, like, what... You know how sometimes they get it on video, like, they see some kind of... Have you ever seen that where the person is dead, and then you see this... Yeah! Oh my god, I wonder if there's anything like that on on here. body let's see what spirit coming out of body in Patna hospital captured on CCTV
निकलती आत्मा का सीसीटीवी वीडियो पटना के बारह अस्पताल में उड़ती आत्मा क्या आत्मा का वीडियो बन सकता है सनसनी खेज पड़ता साढ़े नौ बजे वायरल सच में वो Hey Jen, What? check this crazy thing out. I want to see if there was some some video of this. guys were saying it'd be so interesting to get to the root of it you know it's like interview these that'd be so crazy man to find out that that was actually happening This is delicious cola. You know, this is this is really something I think this is a very it's got a very particular taste. It's a good cola. It's perfectly good. Why did you keep this wrapped up in the refrigerator for so long? There mu I'm thinking there must be something I'm wrong with that brain of yours. <laughs> I'm th I'm thinking maybe there's something, <laughs> some kind, some kind of mental obstruction or uh, uh, something very weird going on over there. What? <laughs> Wait, why? Why do you? Why do you say that? <laughs> Because. Because no one in their right mind would leave their their two liter of cola in the refrigerator for so long. <laughs> who do, who I mean really who does that right? <laughs> right? Well look look look. Uh, yeah, I didn't intentionally mean to leave it in there. You know, it wasn't like I. I said, I, you know, I, I said, I'm gonna leave this in the refrigerator for as long as I can. In fact, I'm still trying to figure out who the heck you are exactly and what you're doing here. I'm just, don't mind me. I just like to drink um, cola. Mm. Yeah, this is perfectly good cola because 
you're very lucky it doesn't have <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have any mold <laughs> you're very very fortunate it doesn't have uh, any mold on it because in this especially in this day and age you really never know what what's going to happen at any time you know we hear about these <laughs> these there, i shouldn't be laughing cuz it's it, but there's you know they're very strange names but these things like um ebola and it's very <laughs> it's a very weird name you really have to admit it's a very strange name ebola and uh, what's that other one? A very strange one. It's a very it starts with an S or something. Um, uh, Salmonella. Uh, it sounds like that, but I think it's a. Mmm. Salmonella. Yeah, that's the one. Salmonella. I'm thinking. You know, if you left it in there for too long, you would get some big-time salmonella poisoning. And, you know, I'm glad I wasn't poisoned. (laughs) 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 Mm. This is really something. This is really something. But it would very it would taste so much better if it wasn't so flat. <laughs> it's flat. <laughs> I mean I mean I'm sitting here asking myself. Mm. Mm. I'm sitting here asking myself. I, I keep at wondering with with every sip I take of this thing. I keep it. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I just, I just took a sip and then it went down the wrong pipe. Wrong pipe? Oh, yeah. You think it goes in the esophagus, but it accidentally goes down the trachea tube and then you're coughing. <laughs> That's happened to all you people before. So, so I'm... I'm just, I think it's important that your cola should still have bubbles in it. It should still have carbonation if you're going to try to drink it because... Mmm. Mmm-mm-mm. Yeah, I got to admit, it still has a good taste to it, you know? I, I would probably put this into a thermos... And I would take it to work and then on my lunch, and then on my lunch break... Or even throughout the day, I would be taking sips, you know, from my thermos of of this, of this, of this drink. I would probably still do that. Mmm. Now, if it didn't, you know, if it tasted like poop, <laughs> if, if, it ta- if it tasted like caca, I would. <laughs> If it if it tasted like horse manure, <laughs> I I I uh, uh, I probably you know I probably wouldn't drink it because 
um, it would just taste much, very much different than what I'm expecting. So, okay, I think I'm gonna go and actually. Mm. Actually, I think I'll go. Mm. That was foolish of me. I was gonna go earlier, but then, but now I realize there's still. Mmm. I get this last last drop in there. Oh goodness! Last couple of sips of that cola. That is some good stuff. I have to admit. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I guess I found what I was looking for. Okay, I'm going to go get out of here now. Happy New Year. <laughs> Wait, who are you? Who are? You? That's for me to know and for you to find out. <laughs> what the hell? Who are you? I listen. If I told, uh, I don't want to ruin any surprises. So, um, tally ho. That's strange. What? That was like the weirdest. That was the uh, weirdest encounter I've ever. I heard that. Wait, you're still here? Yeah. Did you hear a door close? No, I didn't hear the door close. Okay. See you later. I'm gonna go now. Goodbye. Well, are you just gonna jump off the balcony? Don't worry about me. You didn't, you didn't close the door all the way. You okay? You okay down there? You okay down there? You okay down there? Yeah, I'm doing just, I'm doing just fine. All right. Yeah, that was the, the weirdest encounter. I just walked into the, the uh, kitchen here and uh, there's this dude here who's drinking the cola well you know I don't have to repeat it but wow what a, a strange is it is that ever happening what a strange circumstance I heard that wait a second I thought you jumped off the balcony I just I got back through you got back through? What does that what does that mean? I just got back. Uh, here I am. I'm back up here. But you just jumped off the. I just watched you jump off the balcony. Is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I just saw you jump off the balcony. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Sue me? No. I. You know I could have broken my leg over there. Yeah. I know, I know that. I'm just curious how the heck you actually got back in my house because you... Let's just say I've been taking some parkour classes, you know, free running. You know what's so weird? I was just watching some videos about that the other day. These guys are crazy. They're jumping over... They're climbing up walls. They're jumping off of roofs onto other rooftops and then sliding down poles and all kinds of... They're diving. They're flipping. Wait a second. That doesn't explain how you actually got inside the apartment, though, because, okay, so I understand the parkour thing, but you didn't open, you didn't even open up the door, you didn't, I didn't even hear you enter the room. You could, can, guess you could consider me, uh, uh, what do they call those guys, um, 
uh, a ninja. <laughs> call me, call me a ninja. I guess, I guess, I guess. You know, if you want to. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Okay, wait. Uh, uh. <clears throat> okay, so here, let me just show you out out the door. Just. Uh, it was nice meeting you. I think it's it's time for you to be here. Let me just open. So, time for you to go. Okay. But what if I don't want to go? I don't really want to go. Whoops. Uh oh. Okay, fine. All right. Well. Uh. And now, it's time for something completely different. just thinking uh, I saw this interview with Frank Zappa one time and they said oh how do you you know do you want to be remembered how do you want to be remembered and he's like I don't you know I don't care you know like I don't want to be remembered or I don't care you know type of thing and then there's this idea of wanting to create a legacy and to live on through that legacy you know that idea that if you got enough people thinking about you and talking about you, maybe it's easier for you to live within that spirit. If you have more channels that are opening up to, in a sense, channeling your personality, your vibe, then maybe there's a better, you know, opportunity for you to be able to speak to everyone. Speak through everyone. Pass along the message. Because in this thing, I was just reading this. I was just reading this. 
Oh, man. Okay, so let me just say this. I was playing the Phasma box. And... And uh, when I was out there in Arizona, and uh, Dizzy D and I were playing with this Phasma box, and it, we would, it would come through, it shows you like little words on the screen, it shows you different stuff. And it showed us three words. One, it said, it sounded like it's a Dylan Durward, Durward, or no, Bob Durward. Bob, and then D-U-R-W-A-R-D, and then it's a Dylan well, I didn't even realize till now that Bob Dylan, then it says Durward, so I put this into the search engine. It says here, May 24th, 2007. There's a picture of these, uh, this black and white photo of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people. Black and white. A trip through time and history with stops along the way. It says here, May 2007. 24th, happy birthday, Bob Dylan. Two things about this Bob Dylan photo that strike me immediate is that it looks like a cross between Adam Sandler and Leonard Cohen. But there's something that led me here that said something like, if I should die... Uh, it was like this poem about something about like if I should die give it all away so those who are waiting to die you know have it to use or something like that so that's what started making me think like wow if I die like here's all of this stuff that I got all of these archives what I want you know I guess once you're dead you don't really care whether all that stuff is burned you know it's just that's just the material stuff you know, it's just so crazy to think how many memories are just locked and will never be shared. You know, how much stuff was intended to be released out there into the public. Then you wonder for the what motivation. I mean, for the fun of creating this thing. Creating the movie is, I mean, you know, this fun idea of the fact that you could create imagination for others to watch and be a part of. The fact that people get mad while making movies... It's supposed to be a playful experience. So Bob, Bob Dylan Durward. Just shows, it says Bob Dylan biography, but the, there's a link here to YouTube, but the thing is, it says video unavailable. So apparently they had a YouTube documentary on here. I'll read you some comments. Damien said, An amazing poet of our time. I bookmarked your blog because I already liked it, but then because you appreciate the Bob. You have a very cool writing style and a new fan. Now what's interesting here is... The name of this is called jderward.blogspot.com and so down here, on the right-hand side, it says Discuss, D-I-S-Q-U-S, Discuss for Durward Discussion. 
So that seems to be the name of the person who has this. I find it quite interesting that out of all names, that's the one. Happy accidents. All right, let's look at that. Here's a here's I'm clicking on one of the blogs. Happy accidents. We'll see how far we get. I'm not promising that I'm going to go get through this whole thing, but I figured what the hell. Happy accidents. Queen Elizabeth II is in town for her fourth state visit to the United States. She originally came in 1957, then 1976, 1991, and now and then now 2007. She'll be commemorating the founding of Jamestown, Virginia, but I secretly suspect that she's looking forward to more of the Kentucky Derby rather than a bunch of recreationalists in powdered wigs. I'm also looking forward to the Derby. Anyone who reads this blog knows that horse racing has been a vacation since I was five. Therefore, the Queen and I will be having a good time on Saturday watching the beautiful animals doing what they do best run. He's rather high in the odds, but I shall be rooting for circular quay shown above. Liz hasn't yet informed me of her favorite. In honor of all the pomp, circumstance, and silliness, I give you a reprint of an old article. If you haven't as yet seen The Queen, why not? The movie is wonderful. Marin is wonderful. And the lady Isabel is wonderful. <laughs> Last night, Ellen Murren won an Oscar for playing the Queen. Soon she may be invited to tea with the Queen. This gives me a chance to post, repost, an old column called Happy Accidents. So, with Helen, I say, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Queen. In a time of bad, getting worse news, it is sometimes helpful to remember that earth-shaking matters that seem horribly wrong at the time actually do work out for the best. When Edward, then Prince of Wales, first met American divorcee Wallace Simpson, she did not make much of an impression on him. But over the next few years, he fell deeply in love with her, ultimately giving up the throne to marry her. On November 11th, 1936, his brother Bertie, also known as the Spare to the Air. I'm the Spare to the Air. Spare to the Air. What say what? I'm the spirit to the air, the spirit to the air, the spirit to the air. Okay, okay. Crowned as King George VI, became the unexpected king without any real training for the job. By all testimony, with the assistance of his wife, Elizabeth, he picked up the burden he never expected to carry, probably destroying his health in the process, and led his country through the horrors of the Blitz in the aftermath of World War II, while his brother went his own selfish well healed playboy way. The king and queen were still young enough to have another child, possibly male, but they didn't, so the weight of being a future monarch fell on the young shoulders of a little girl nicknamed Lilibet. Lilibet. Hello, I'm Lilibet. Hello. Hello, I'm Lilibet. It was a different age, and she knew she had only one course in life to do her 
duty. Her sister Margaret could be a lovely bright light of a socialite who aged into charming, if totally useless, adult. But Elizabeth had to continue. She could very well have had failings as a mother, though her children seemed to like her whatever their upbringing may have done to their ability to form lasting healthy attachments. She was probably had little to sacrifice her own will and pleasure for the sake of her duty simply because it was her job for more than 50 years. Elizabeth has continued whatever sorrows or personal tragedies have fallen to her. They really made it into public, unlike the sales the scandals of her rather with a rambunctious brood lacking in real ruling power. She has remained the source of history as well as advisor to heads of government and politicians who sometimes forget the long view. If she laughs and smiles now, it is the joy of a full life lived well by someone who simply did what was right for her time, for her family, a nation for an accident resulting from a selfish action that's not bad and then right next to it is a photograph HRH Queen Elizabeth II at 80 okay that was when she turned 80 whenever that was she's wearing a pinkish kind of thing inside of her hand and this thing looks like a feather there's like a thing tied on the side of it and it's kind of droopy it's a little bit diagonalized she's got a huge collar looks like something I would draw it's got a big bomb bomb big buttons on there and also like a just a, a random device and also on the cheek there on the co collar also uh, some earrings 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 uh, and of course a necklace so there you have it And now an excerpt from the from the declassified CIA document called Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process. It was the study happened in June, June 9th, 1983. It was approved for a release. September 10th, 2003, but it didn't actually get released until 2017, I believe. So I'm going to read for you an excerpt of this number, uh, page 10, number 14, the consciousness matrix. The universe is composed of interacting energy fields, some rest and some in motion. It is in and of itself one gigantic hologram of unbelievable complexity. According to the theories of Carl Pribram, a neuroscientist at Stanford University, and David Bohm, a physicist at the University of London, the human mind is also a hologram which attunes itself to the universal hologram by the medium of energy exchange, thereby deducing meaning and achieving the state which we call consciousness. With respect to states of expanded or altered consciousness, such as gateway uses, the process operates in the following way. As energy passes through various aspects of the universal hologram and is perceived by the electrostatic fields which comprise the human mind, the holographic images being conveyed 
are projected upon those electrostatic fields of the mind and are perceived or understood to the extent that the electrostatic field is operating at a frequency and amplitude that can harmonize with and therefore read the energy carrier wave pattern passing through it. Changes in the frequency and amplitude of the electrostatic field which comprises the human mind determines the configuration and hence the character of the holographic energy matrix which the mind projects to intercept meaning directly from the holographic transmissions of the universe. Then, to make sense of what the holographic image is saying to it, the mind proceeds to compare the image just received with itself. Specifically, it does this by comparing the image received with that part of its own hologram which constitutes memory.